Amen. God is good. And all the time, it's, it's hard to believe that we're at the last Sunday of 2019. Another year has gone by, and my daughter has reminded me that it's not just another year, it's a decade that we're closing out. This is the last Sunday of the decade. I mean, when you start thinking about not just last year, but the last decade, what has God done for you? I mean, no, no matter what you have gone through, God was good. In the good times of this past year, in this past decade, God was good. Really hard times, in the really difficult times, in those terrible times, during this last year and during this last decade, all of us can say one thing beyond a shadow of a doubt, that our God was faithful, wasn't he? And some of us are going through some stuff right now, and we don't get it. And we don't see what God is doing. But if you look back, you can see God working and moving and doing some stuff that you and I couldn't script if we had a pen to write with. But there was God working and moving behind the scenes, wasn't he? If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to John chapter 15, verses 1 onwards. John 15, verse 1. We're going to take a break from Luke just for a little while. After all, we are on chapter 4. <laughs> it's a good time to take a break. Before we get into our passage of scripture this morning, I, I want to tell you a little bit about John and his intentions when he's writing this book. Um, John has the advantage of writing as a personal eyewitness and a follower of Jesus Christ. And when John is writing his book, he's out to prove something in almost every chapter. He's out to prove that Jesus is God. He's not just some man, but Jesus is the Son of God. And he is out to prove that all of those who would trust in Jesus, everyone who puts their full confidence in Jesus, everybody who puts their faith in Jesus, they will have life abundant. They will have eternal life. That's what he's out to prove. And this life with Jesus isn't something that you look forward to when your time on earth is over. But knowing Jesus and having this full relationship with him gives you a life that's full of joy and a life that's worth living right now. This is what John is trying to say in his writing. And there's some people here this morning who you don't have a clue what that means. I mean, and all I'm saying is that it's not enough for you to ask Jesus to come into your heart with the idea that you can do whatever you want to right now. It's not this, hey, I've got this golden ticket to get to heaven. But if you want to have a full life while you're here on this earth, then you and I, we develop our relationship with Jesus. We need to develop a friendship with Jesus. And if you could seek to do that, then your life will never be the same again. 
And I don't know about you, but I don't want to just barely make it. I don't want to just have this hope that maybe I'll survive. Right? I want to have this full life. I want to have this exciting life. I want to have this adventurous life. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, having this full life with Jesus. And so in the book of John, Jesus proves that he is more than just a man. And he proves that he is God by using phrases like, I am the bread of life. And I am the light of the world. And I am the door. And I am the good shepherd. And I am the resurrection and the life. And he says this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this is where we come to our challenge, not just for today, not just for the next year, but maybe even for the next decade. John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and they cast them into the fire and they are burned. I'll stop there for a second. Have you ever felt tired in your spiritual life? Have you ever felt dry in your spiritual life or maybe empty in your spiritual life? Man, we've all been in those situations before where we were just tired or empty or dry. And if that's you, I want to tell you that following Jesus isn't easy. It's never been easy. Following Jesus is this growth process, and our growth is always dependent on our connection with God. It's dependent on us abiding in Him. It's dependent on us remaining in Him. It's dependent on us staying with Him even when things aren't going so well with us, even when the collector's start calling our cell phone, even when our kids are just being our kids, even when we have arguments in our home, even when you want to throw in the towel, even when following Jesus is hard, remain, stay, be in Jesus. So I want to ask you this question this morning. How is your connection with Jesus today? I mean, would you say that you have a strong connection with Jesus? Would you say that your connection with Jesus isn't as strong as it should be? Some of us, if we were really honest with ourselves, some of us would say that there's a disconnect right now between me and Jesus. 
you remember at our, our, at our old church building, we, we had this big tree that was right in front of the front door near the entrance, and, and, the, and the tree had some branches that were, that were growing out over the parking lot, over, the, over a couple of parking spaces. And a number of years ago, if you were to look at the tree from a distance, right, it looked healthy. And it looked like there was nothing wrong with that tree. But the truth is, for some reason, the tree was actually very sickly. And so years ago, we, we, we took a picture of the inside of one of those branches. And if you were to look carefully, you'll notice something interesting. It is totally rotted through. At the time, you wouldn't have known that the tree was sick. But beneath the surface, this tree was very unhealthy. In fact, many of the branches on this tree were dead, and they were dying. And during a storm, some of the branches would just snap off and fall to the ground. It got to a point where some of our trustees had to come and remove a lot of these unhealthy branches from that tree. I want to read to you something from Isaiah 27. God speaks to the nation of Israel and he says to them, my people are like dead branches. My people are like dead branches broken off and are used to burn underneath the pots. In other words, many people look normal on the outside. The people look like they've got their act together. But inside, they're just rotting away. Because on the inside, they're actually very sick. On the inside, they're dying. I want to stop right there because I want to ask you this question. Does that describe you this morning? I mean, on the outside, you look fine. You know all the right things to say. You know all the right Christianese slogans to talk about. You look like you've got your act together, but inside, you're empty and you're dry and you're beginning to rot away. And if that's you, I want to tell you that there's some hope for you. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he begins to prune it so that it would bear more fruit. So why are the people of God dead branches? Why are they dry branches? Isn't it because they failed to abide in the vine? The branches failed to abide in the vine, and so they dried up and were cast out. In your life and in my life too, if we fail to abide in Jesus Christ, right, if we fail to have this vital connection with Jesus, we're going to be just like the branches 
that were on our at our tree at our other church. Eventually, we're going to dry out, and eventually, we're going to rot away. Eventually, we're going to start to die, and we're going to snap at the slightest gust of wind. You ever watch these uh, National Geographic specials where they show images from developing countries? And a lot of times they show these pictures of children who have their bones sticking out and you can see the hollow of their eye sockets and they have thin arms and thin legs and some of them can't even walk. They have tired and, and withered bodies. Why do they look like that? It's because they're not getting enough sustenance. They aren't getting the food or drink that's necessary for life. They're not getting what they need to provide the energy that's required for living and for life and for their bones and for their ligaments. They're not getting what they need for their muscles and for their organs to operate correctly. And I want to tell you this morning that This is the same thing that will happen to you if the inner man of your spirit doesn't get the water from the Holy Spirit and food from the Word of God. If you don't take time to feed your inner man, if you don't take the time that's needed to be connected to the vine, if we don't supply ourselves with the nourishment that we need to live and to be whole and to be healthy, then you're going to look like that. Your inner man will become thin and weak and doubled over in weakness and in pain. You know, there there are a lot of guys in this room who are much bigger than I am. But if you were honest with yourself, you would say that your inner man actually looks like that. There are some other guys who are in this room who are not so big, but you walk around in this place and you are spiritual giants because of your connection with the vine. Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches, and the branch that remains in me will bear much fruit. And this morning, if you want to be a fruit bearing branch it means that you need some life in you if you want to be a person who bears fruit it means that you're getting the minerals from the vine it means that you're getting some water from the vine you're getting some nourishment that comes from the vine it means that there is this life-giving force that's coming into you from the vine who is Jesus himself And if you are abiding in the vine, if you are in the vine, if you are touching the vine, if you are getting that life-giving flow from the vine, then you are going to be a Christ follower who bears much fruit. But if you separate yourself from the vine, what's going to happen to you? You're going to become weak. and You're going to become dry. You're going to become rotted out, and you're going to begin to die. And not only will you not produce any fruit, you're not going to be able to produce a leaf. 
verse 6 says this, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them, they cast them into the fire, and they are burned. And the harsh reality is that those who become unproductive and those who turn away from Jesus regularly are as good as dead. And so I want to tell you this morning that if we truly want to grow in this next year, if we truly want to grow as men of God in this next year, if we truly want to grow as women of God in this next decade, then as the branch, we need to be connected. We need to be connected to the vine. We need to be connected to Jesus. And what that means is that we need to take communicating with God very seriously. Imagine your best friend or your spouse, just for a second. I mean, what would happen if you only talked to your best friend or your spouse for 20 minutes on a Sunday morning? I mean, what kind of relationship is that? Your spouse has this expectation that you're going to spend some time with them every single day. That's how you stay connected with your spouse. That's how you stay connected with your friends. It's by spending time with that person. Let me ask you this question this morning. How long has it been since you prayed? Seriously. How long has it been since you studied the Word of God? How long has it been since you meditated on His Word? How long has it been since you looked for His will in your life? How long has it been since you bent your knee in worship? How long has it been since you raised your hand in true praise and worship to the Lord? How long has it really been? Years ago, there was this really large branch from that tree at our other building that was sickly, and it was dying, and it was oozing this really gross sap all over the cars in the parking lot. And so Pastor Greg and Pastor Selwyn went out to cut this branch off, and Pastor Selwyn climbed up the tree, and he started cutting that branch at the spot the branch is connected to the trunk of that tree. And when he was done cutting the branch, there was so much water that had built up from months of rain. But because the branch had rotted out, it rejected the life-giving flow that the tree trunk had supplied. And instead of receiving this free nourishment that was offered by the trunk of that tree, all of this water just poured out at that connecting point and it rendered that branch useless. You see, if you don't worship and if you don't pray and if you don't care about your connection with God, how can you expect to receive that life-giving flow? How can you expect to bear any kind of fruit? How can you expect to have this full life in Jesus Christ? 
How can you expect to understand your purpose and your meaning for living? I mean, if you don't pray and if you don't worship and if you don't meditate on the word, what you're doing is you are rejecting the life that is offered to you from Jesus himself. And so this morning, I want you to know that you need to be connected to the vine. You need to be connected to the one who sustains you. You need to be connected to the one who provides for you. You need to be connected to the one who cares for you, the one who gives you life. You need to be connected. You need to stay connected. You need to remain in the vine. So guys, we we can't be satisfied with coming to church on a Sunday and not opening up a line of communication to the Lord on Monday. We can't be satisfied with that. But if we would make a commitment this morning to spend some time with the Lord every day, if we would make a commitment to the Lord this morning to abide in Him, we would, we would receive direction when we're feeling lost. And we would receive strength in our time of weaknesses. And we would have this sense of peace in the midst of, of the storm. And we would feel alive again. But if we are disconnected from Jesus, the next time the rain comes and the next time the storm comes, the next time the slightest wind blows, you will be the branch that breaks off the tree because you are dry. Because you've been rotted out. Because you don't have that that's available to you. If we're not connected to Jesus in prayer, we're going to dry up. If we're not connected to Jesus in worship, the next time the storm comes, we're the ones who are going to snap. If we're not connected to Jesus in his word, the next time the rain comes, we will fall because the storms will come. And the rains will come. And the winds will blow. And so the challenge this morning from the Lord is clear. If you want to live in Jesus, if you want real living in Jesus, then get reconnected to the vine. Reconnect to the word of God. Reconnect to the Lord through prayer and through worship. And I urge you this morning as a branch, stay connected. Stay connected to the vine who is Jesus Christ. And the onus is on you to be connected. It's not on your pastor. It's not on your church. It's not on your friends or your spouse. The onus is on you to connect to the vine. The onus is on you to stay connected to Jesus. Stay connected so that you don't dry up. Over the course of this past year, as you look back, some of you have had these really dry moments in your spiritual life, something that you don't want to see happen to you in this year coming forward, in this decade that's upon us right now. So stay connected to the vine. Stay connected so that when the rains come and when the storms come, you won't be so frail that you're going to break off of the vine. I'm going to ask Tim to come forward and our prayer team. 
just to make themselves available at the altars this morning. Because this morning we need to make a resolution. We need to make a resolution to stay connected and to be connected to Jesus. Because when you are connected to him, he will speak to you and he will minister to you and he will come closer to you and he will lead you and he will guide you and he will direct you and he will give you meaning and he will give you purpose and he will give you life and he will give you strength and he will give you power. And so we need to reconnect with God so that we can grow spiritually so that God can use us in ways that he has never used us before. So that he can allow his light in us to shine brightly in this dark world. So that the power of God in us could see the dead come back to life. Would you close your eyes this morning and would you stand with us today? If there is any disconnect between you and God this morning, you need to fix that. And before you leave here today, we just need to do some business with God. Whatever the cause of the disconnect, maybe it's unbelief, maybe it's unforgiveness, maybe it's anger, maybe it's pride, maybe it's jealousy, it might be lust, it might be pornography, it might be some kind of secret sin. If there is something in your heart that is causing a disconnect between you and God, then guys, we, we need to fix that this morning. So I want to tell you today, we have so much further that we need to go with God in the next year, in the next decade. The Lord wants to take you so much further. The Lord wants to take your family so much further. The Lord wants to do a new thing in your life, but we have to learn how to abide in him, and we have to stay connected to Jesus through our day, not just when we show up to church on a Sunday. We need to stay connected to God in his word. We need to stay connected to God in prayer. We need to connect with God and stay connected in worship. We can come to church and we can fool everyone. We can make it look like everything is fine on the inside, but inside we are withered and tired and we're in pain. The Lord is reminding you, stay connected to him. Because it's only when the Lord is with you, it's only when his words are in you, it's only when his spirit flows so so freely through you that you will truly be a fruit-bearing branch. When you abide in him. And so this morning we say, Lord, come. Come and do a greater work in us. This morning as Tim leads us, these altars are open for you. You could spend some time here reconnecting with the Lord on your own or with one of our prayer team members. And if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or into your life, we want to give you that opportunity today to do that. Because if you give your heart and your life to him, you will find life abundant. 
you will find purpose and meaning and a reason for living. And one of our altar team members would love to pray with you. If you need a healing, we want to believe for the Lord for healing for you. Tim, would you lead us this morning? Let's do business with the Lord this morning.